As a member who has been in this faith for less than five years, being asked to speak on how to be a Unitarian Universalist father leaves me feeling wholly unworthy of the task. And that, I think, is a common thread among fathers. There is an old adage that father knows best, and perhaps there are those fathers out there, but I am not one of them. I am forging new ground in this journey, learning as I go, with the support of a great group of parents in this congregation, parents that won't be quick to judge when mistakes are made, who cry with you, who laugh with you, and offer advice as needed. And I thank all of you for being there for us as we learn. It's a new journey for me because the home in which I grew up proposed to have all the right answers in the area of faith. Faith was taught as an absolute black and white set of values, and questioning was a way to let the devil in. Learning about other faiths would lead to the mind being corrupted. And the Bible was a literal book that was given directly from God in a nice, neat little package. And although those newfangled versions that read more easily were okay occasionally, the good old King James Bible was the best. In fact, as a child, I would have never known that the Bible was not written as a factual history book. Any question to the contrary would be met with a single word, inerrant, the inerrant word of God, and that it should be taken at face value despite any scientific evidence to the contrary. Anything that suggested that the stories in the Bible were not literal and factual were seen as evil and corrupting influences. Deprogramming these ideas was a long journey, and it's one that I'm still on. One that I was thankful to begin actually at the Baptist University in Marshall just down the road. Uh, you see, that absolutist environment in which I grew my faith did a great disservice to me. Once I learned the truth of how the Bible was actually pieced together by a group of men, uh, hand-selecting from a large body of religious literature things that supported the existing patriarchy and power structures, my entire faith crumbled and I was left to rebuild it from the ground up. And I think that's a journey many people have in young adulthood, finding themselves. I hope to leave my children with a faith that is their own, one they have discovered and struggled with internally, one that is based on free thought and self-discovery. My children have taught me that free, given freedom to question, freedom to explore, and freedom to express, amazing and powerful things happen. And that's a huge difference from my own upbringing. My children have directly asked me, is God real? And my simple response was, what do you think? I know their answers will change as they explore and think, but that is a value in and of itself. Flexibility and understanding growing as new information is discovered. And that value is one thing that is sorely lacking in our modern society of partisanship, tribalism, and dogmatism. Rather than giving answers, I'm simply providing open-ended questions in which to explore and develop, 
with general reminders and guidance of our Unitarian Universalist principles. When I asked my son the open-ended question, what is the most important thing? His immediate response was, make sure and check the gas. <laughs> you see, we're a divided family. I'm more of a quarter tank kind of guy. My wife is more of a I know my car kind of person. But my son soaking up messages that were never intended for him directly. He absorbed that debate and learned something. And I think that's an important lesson for all of us to remember. Our children are watching our actions and modeling, absorbing messages like a sponge in their environment. Whether you mean for them to or not, they're watching us. The way that we interact with one another, the way that we talk about other people in the world, uh, has a profound impact on their development. You can imagine my surprise when that was his first and immediate response. Upon further prompting, he volunteered this heart-melting declaration. My brain told me we should care for each other. My heart swelled with pride and happiness that after making sure the gas tank is full, this would be the most important thing. And I think his choice of words was important. My brain told me. He obviously received the message loud and clear that thinking is an important part of our faith and values. I think my daughter has this concept down as well. She has no fear about expressing her opinion and taking a stand. I think she came wired this way, although I know offering an environment of validation and acceptance has made her comfortable and confident in this. Her interest in watching other children creating change and confronting important issues via YouTube, the news, and Facebook has further emboldened her. As a father, I try to combat gender stereotypes and limitations, although I fail. I appreciate reminders when I don't. I always want to present the message that she can be anything that she wants to be, even if that thing happens to be a male-dominated field. That she is defined by her values and intelligence rather than her appearance. I try to encourage strength and self-reliance equally in both my sons and my daughters. She seems to have taken this one to heart. One of Ava's favorite shirt bears the slogans, Forget princess, I want to be a pilot. She has the self-assurance to wear a different hairstyle, despite others referring to her as a boy sometimes. When she asks if this bothers her, she simply says, I don't care what they think. It's my body, and I like it. When joining Cub Scouts, newly open to girls this year, and discovering she was the only girl in her den, she sauntered right into the male table and started leading the group with concerns about the environment and starting projects to make the community a better place. As I have asked my children questions and encouraged them to think freely for themselves, they have started asking their own questions, at times in ways that make others uncomfortable. At a recent school field trip to the ballet, 
When offered the opportunity for questions at the end of the performance, her question was, why are there not more brown people dancing on the stage? And she's asked similar, similar questions here in her own RE class at All Souls. Jennifer and I have encouraged her to participate in social justice, advocacy for change in her own ways in giving her freedom to express in her areas of interest. Upon watching a news story about the detention of migrant children, Ava immediately exclaimed, that is so wrong, and asked us, what can I do to change it? After telling her that one way people are bringing attention to issues is by attending events at courthouses and public spaces, she asked if there was an event that she could attend. Despite enduring the anger and disgust of some conservative family members, she attended the vigil at the courthouse against family separation and raised her hand to speak. Afterwards, she said, I was shaking because I was scared, but this is important. What a lesson. After she returned from that vigil, she wanted to know what else she could do. So we told her, we write to our elected officials about how we want them to change policies. She wrote a letter to the president as follows. Dear Mr. President, my name is Ava Kate Peck and I'm eight years old and I have something to tell you. What you are doing is wrong. Like when you put the kids in cages and took the kids away from their parents. I'm not trying to make you mad or being mean. I'm just saying it's wrong. I have some ideas of how to fix this and I have some ideas of what you should do better. Here are my ideas. First, what you should do to fix this is you should tell them to stop. Second, on how you can do some things better is to stop taking kids from their parents. Love, Ava Kate. Simple and to the point, right? Kids have a way of not being intimidated and speaking truth to power. She continues to write letters to senators, representatives, and the president. Sometimes she asks our friends to write their own letters to their representatives and senators as they share their feelings about things happening around them. I can tell you I did not write a single letter to a president, senator, or representative as a child. Because when I grew up, children were made to be quiet and listen and to know their place. When I asked Ava Kate what is the most important thing, her response was to write another letter to the president, which many of you probably saw on Facebook, and say, I'm not going to stop writing letters until he stops and until we get a new responsible president. Ava and Jackson both make me immensely proud when I hear stories from their teachers about how they stood up for someone being bullied or they approached a classmate with a disability that was being excluded and brought them into the circle. When they come home with stories that an adult told them that people of the same gender could not be married and they stood their ground in defending their position, 
that it was possible and that any adult who loves one another can be married. You would think that having their beliefs questioned by adults and peers would cause them to shrink back and quiet their opinions, but I have found that these beliefs, forged with thought and freedom, has made them ferocious defenders of their opinions. These are complicated times for our children, and it's a complicated time to be a parent. As government becomes more about party factions and inaction, becomes less about solutions and more about winning for your own team, as values continue to erode and the unthinkable becomes the new normal, our children have been forced to call for action themselves, participate in marches, walk out of school, and while I love the idea of our children being vocal about their beliefs and taking an interest in the political process, the truth is they shouldn't have to be involved on this level. They should be solving local issues like cleaning trash off the street and championing for canned good drive for people who are in need. To think that our children are having to march for their lives for fear of safety as they live their lives, breaks my heart. But that's another sermon. Fathering sometimes involves teaching basic skills and values directly, yes. But I find that simply providing support and encouragement and getting out of the way leads to some of the most amazing outcomes in their spiritual growth and development. It all begins with the simple idea that questions are okay and that our children deserve the freedom to explore their own beliefs and express themselves in their own areas of passion. They deserve the sharp denial of the concept that children should be seen and not heard. Our children have a voice, and it is a loud and mighty one. Their courage and unfettered optimism offers a breath of fresh air into what often seems like hopeless and depressing situations. Allow them to make noise. Allow them to fight hard. I'll leave you with Jackson's favorite chant as we move into our closing. When we fight, we win.